everybody. Welcome to the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. I'm your humble, gracious host, Daniel Hummer. And I'm here with my big brother, Doug. Yo. Our good friend, Eric. What's up? And, uh, of course, our buddy Clint is here. Yo. How's everybody doing today? I think we're doing pretty good, bud. Pretty good. What are you looking for? Super Bowl weekend. Uh, and we all wish a speedy recovery to Jerry the King Lawler. We hope he's doing okay. Yep. Yeah. Put that at the top of the podcast. But we're here to talk about wrestling what ifs. So uh, pretty cut and dry. We're gonna we're gonna have ten different uh, scenarios in history in wrestling history that would have something would have something went differently than yeah it originally went. And uh, we're going to go through those, and we're all going to give our opinions and uh, how we think wrestling would change and, uh, you know, the angles behind the scenes, whatever, but how we think certain events would change with these what-ifs. So that's going to be fun. Uh, before we get into all that, we do have our Worker of the Week segment. Uh, who is everybody's Worker of the Week? I'll start with Clintus. Who impressed you this week, Clintus? I um. I'm going to go say Becky Lynch. Who do you say? Becky. Becky Lynch. That was a hell of a steel cage match uh, Monday night. Yes, it was. Oh, fuck. I missed that. And I'll I'll say this. I actually think Raw, and I'm not going to say Raw was the best show this week because I'm still waiting to see what happens on SmackDown tonight. But Raw to me was a hell of a lot better than uh, than Dynamite this week. <laughs> I mean, oh, that, I what'd you say, Clintus? I do agree with that. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, AEW is going to die anyway because they gave the belts to the uh, to the Hemorrhoid Boys. Well, that was actually going to be my worker of the week, the Gun Club. <laughs> New tag champions. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that was a weird call, but it makes sense because they've been feuding with. Yeah, it was. I do Are think it kind of unnecessarily kind of takes the wins out of the acclaimed sales when they're super over. Yeah, especially yeah. when you give it to a tag exactly. team that sucks. Yeah, the Gun Club is not a good tag team for me to just say, oh, my God, I have to – this team was champion. I will say this. The Acclaim is better – or better. I like the Acclaim. They're, they're, more, they're almost a better version of Enzo and Cass, if you ask me. <laughs> I like the Acclaim, too. I find Max Caster to be gold. He is – Yeah, um, I'm not happy about them taking the tag team titles off them, but – The thing that's, that sucks about the whole thing, well, besides the gun club, is that, like, if they would have done it, like, if Billy would have turned on the acclaim and went back to her sons, which uh, I could see that's happening. Well, I could see happening because he is their dad. And, you know, he is, like, as a parent, you should be proud of your kids. Uh even when your sons are the biggest waste of skin on the face of the planet. <laughs> uh, 
and you know you regret not punching your wife in the stomach when she was pregnant with them. Now, do you do you hate both of them or? Yes. Because I've actually seen like Austin go a little bit, and I don't think he's terrible. I think they both suck. Okay. You think they suck as wrestlers or just suck as people in general? Well, as wrestlers, they really haven't been presented as anything. I think that's the the big kicker is that they were kind of a job thing until like month a few months ago, right? Yeah, and yeah. It's still, it's still so they takes them over, and then all of a sudden there's this big, but they're really not even that over, because the firm is not that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Morrissey, you know, Big Cats, he sucks. Uh, Lee Moriarty is, uh, you know, he's useless. Ethan Page, the only thing he's good for is toy hunting. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like the whole group, and as far as Austin and Colton Gun go, it's just like you even just see there. They just look like two just little pricks that are just in the business because their father because they needed a job and their father had it in. Yeah. Yeah. I see what champions. No. The only part I actually so I don't know where you're going with this. The only part that I actually see an issue in it is that you took the belts off of two guys that are extremely over right now. Yeah, and to to put to put them on guys that really aren't. And it's like I don't know if they were going for a shock or what they were going for, but I don't think they really got like a ratings boost from it or anything. So, because people were already pissed off by that NJF promo. Uh, well, for anybody that doesn't know what I was talking about, MJF cut a promo after his match with uh, Takashita, and he talked about how he was driving with this girl named Liv from New Jersey, pretty much dropping Liv Morgan's name. Oh, okay. But it wasn't really her. Sorry, buddy's chick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway... So they went driving, and she was he was saying in the promo that she was uh, showing off her mouse skills. Oh, that's rude. And it distracted him, so he crashed into a telephone pole, and her head cracked the windshield. And before the cops got there, he switched places with her. He put her limp body in the driver's seat to make it look like she was driving so he didn't get the ticket. Jesus Christ. And he said that in a promo? Yeah. What was he building up? Like, what was he trying to do? He was basically saying, yes, I'm a scumbag, and I'm damn proud of it. Okay. Okay. I don't mind that. Now. That's MJF. He is a scumbag. And now, by the way, story is completely untrue. Well, yeah. Well, no, no, actually, it's true. He was in an accident a few years ago, but it was with a, uh, it was a, with a buddy of his. It was not with Lyft. Like, him and Liv know each other, but... And then people were saying it was in poor taste because Jay Briscoe just recently died due to a car accident. But, uh, you know, for anybody that paid attention to the fact that Liv Morgan's name was dropped, Liv Morgan is not dead, okay? So, I mean, she's wrestling next week at Elimination Chamber, so you know she's still alive. Actually, she might be wrestling tonight, too. Yeah. 
So that'd be one hell of a trick, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care about that. It's like he's a heel. He's a bad guy. He's going to say what he's got to – I mean – He's supposed to, yeah. It's supposed to make people like Sharon go, what? Like what that, that's He's getting the reaction that he's supposed to get. So, yeah, it's a little far. Exactly. Like, he's kind of known for going a little far. He's supposed to. Yeah, you know? I thought it was – I thought it was a really good promo, and it did the job of, okay, I'm supposed – we're supposed to think of this guy as an, as an absolute scumbag. He's doing his job. Exactly. So I get the whole accident part of it because of Jay. Yeah. But it's also I think I don't think he it's not like he was talking about that situation. So now who's your actual worker of the weekend? Uh it's kind of fucked up because he's not a worker, but I really like the the segment with Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that was that was good. And uh so I'd probably go Paul Heyman. Not as a worker, but I just that uh that, that, oh, that, that was forth, beautiful though. That was beautiful, That right? was really beautiful. <laughs> it was so good. And it's just the bet this they're building this thing up so right re- if you and I swear to God, if you little fucking wrestling fans ruin this thing for Cody because you want to see that stupid idiot with that stupid beard, Sami Zayn, and I love Sami Zayn. But you, I am tired of hearing that that's the top angle in wrestling, and that's going to overshadow the Cody thing. That is fucking ridiculous. Sammy and uh, Roman in WrestleMania does nothing for me compared to Roman and Cody. What were you saying, Clintus? Do you disagree with that? No, I agree with that completely. I, I'm getting tired. Everybody's saying that, oh, Sammy's going to be – they're looking at it as, like, the, the Daniel Bryan – how Daniel Bryan was? Oh, not no, it's not Daniel Bryan. Kobe Kingston, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I agree with you. That is what they're they're acting, and they're like, oh, it's this moment, and like, and I hear like the Undertaker saying it's the best thing going on, and like all these people are acting like it's like, and it is good angles and like the stuff that, but it's like at at Survivor Series it should have been done with the whole War Game shit when he yeah. declared his allegiance. I'm cool with them wrestling in Elimination Chamber, but I don't think Sami Zayn should derail these plans between what they got with Cody because that's a legitimate moment with someone who could be the top babyface for the next few years. Him and the top heel have to wrestle at WrestleMania in the main event. They have to. It can't be fucking – he can't get fucked over for Sami Zayn. You don't do – one goes for one belt, one goes for the other belt in the main event. Fuck that. It's got to be Cody versus Roman for both in the main event of WrestleMania. It can't, like, don't ruin this. And, and they're going to because they want, because every, everyone's telling them that Sami Zayn's so good. And I love Sami Zayn, but this thing isn't, like, as gold as everyone thinks it is. The honorary you shit is cool, but it's not, like, it's not fucking WrestleMania material. Are you kidding me? Like, that's, and back in the day, that would have concluded on a judgment day right. or something, like, or a vengeance. But you don't fucking... Do your thing in Elimination Chamber, let him almost win, but Roman beat him, and then you move on and go to Roman and Cody. And then you go those him and Owens versus the Usos. Well, I think, Pretty easy. I think it's going to depend on which Uso, if either one of them, can, uh, is allowed into Canada. Why they're not allowed? Uh, they both have DUIs, I believe. Mm. I forgot about that part. 
So if WWE can yeah. work something out, because they were able to work something out before to where they got one of them a 24-hour pass. Mm-hmm. But if they can work something out to get at least Jay over there. Yeah, exactly. Then, then and that, that would work. Because you can do Jay and Yeah. yeah. Where's WrestleMania at? WrestleMania is in LA. I'm talking about for elimination chamber oh, okay. to set up the thing for WrestleMania. Because you need the Usos to cost Sammy the title. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. They just can't ruin the we'll Cody. Shit. Yeah. I'll be pissed off. Are we going to see a Mikey Ross two drop too? You gonna see what? No. What? I said Montreal screw job two. Montreal screw job two. I hope not. What did he screw up? Screw uh, Sammy. Well, he shouldn't be winning the fucking title anyway. No, I know that. Not now. Ah. Uh, all right. I'll give my worker of the week. I'll be really short about this. Montez Ford uh, had a really good match with Elias on Monday night. He's going to be in the U.S. title elimination chamber match next Saturday. Uh, And to be honest with you, like if they're going to take the title off Austin Theory, which I think they might, because Austin Theory does not need to defend a U.S. title against John Cena at WrestleMania. Are they talking about that? It's penciled in that he's gonna that he's gonna work Cena. That's cool though. But and it is cool, and I think it, it it's great. I don't think it needs to be for the U.S. title. That's what is he does old. You know, that's how he made his name though. It's a full circle moment. I mean, it is, but I I don't I personally don't think they need it. I think you can push another guy. And to be honest with you, I think as much as I love the street profits. Let Montez Ford go on his own. Let him win the chamber. But Angelo Dawkins had a really good match Monday night with Damian Priest. Now, Priest won the match, and he got in the chamber. But the Street Profits proved they can work single matches. Yeah. Yeah. I like Montez a lot, too. Yeah. Who else, Eric? Yeah. Who's your worker of the week, Eric? Yeah. Uh, same as Aim. <laughs> well, sorry. I Why? <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I don't disagree with that. But, but he had real, really uh, good last Friday night. He didn't wrestle. His promo. Huh. His promo. I gave it to Paul Heyman. And then what happened to him? He got beat down, like he should have, like the dog that he is. <laughs> oh, I forget Clint is a diehard Roman fan, too, so that's why the Sam Zayn shit pisses you off, too. <laughs> All right, are we ready to what if? Sure. To whiff? We can do that, too. All right. So I'm going to just, I'm going to start listing off these scenarios. 10 to 1, we got 10 of these. I'll start listing off these scenarios, and we'll keep it very relaxed and have fun, and I just want to all say what the fuck we think is going to happen. 
or what we think would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Doug. All right, you ready for the first one? Yeah. What if at WrestleMania 17 in 2001 in the main event, Austin never turns heel? Uh, who wants to take this one first? Clement. I'll go. Eric. Since I'm a, since I'm an Austin uh, fanboy. Um, okay, you go first. If Austin didn't turn heel, I think Rock probably wins the title. Maybe Rock's the one that turns and rejoins it then again. <laughs> Reformed the corporation. Okay. Uh, yeah, that could happen. Storyline-wise, for sure that could happen. Uh, kind of behind the scenes, too. Not even just behind the scenes, but to me, I think you still get, like, a whole other year of the Attitude Era. Like, I think you might have, like, 2002 could be Attitude Era. Wait, when did they go public? 2002? 99. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, huh? Yeah. When did, that's when they got the board of directors and shit? Yeah. Why'd they stop going so edgy? In, what, in 2002? Yeah, why'd they calm it down a little bit? Well, Ruthless Aggression, they were still doing... I mean, there was bra and panties matches and stuff, but you weren't cutting Val, Val Venus's dick off anymore. Well, they can only go, go so far. I mean, he's only, got, <laughs> he's only got one dick he can cut yeah. off. You can look for the balls. And technically, it was already proven. The man already proved that he he was quote unquote small when it happened. <laughs> oh, he did say he was soft. I forgot about that. I chappy chappy at pee pee. Excuse me. That, that's what they said too. Yeah, that's what Kai and Tai said. It was cut. actually a thing, Sharon. We're not because Yamaguchi son, who's <laughs> past now, right? Yeah, Wally Yama, uh, Wally Yamaguchi son is. Uh, the whole angle, he had this beautiful wife, and the whole angle is that Val Venus had clapped her. So they, Kai and Tai, the group, they got Venus, they had him chained up, and then Yamaguchi said, I chappy chappy your pee pee! And oh, then the camera funny. pans off, and all you hear is Val Venus go, ah! That's funny. Yeah. That one got WWF in real hot water, too. Yeah. Because the networks were like, castration! <laughs> Not good. But uh, I remember that. That was funny as hell. Fifteen years later, castrates men in a different way on television. She's gone now. <laughs> but so I think I think the Attitude Era lasts another year at least. I think ratings don't go down for a little while, like they do in 2002. I don't think they go down to like 2003 or four. I, I think Austin, another year of Austin on top. Now that he's back, I, I think they don't fuck it up. I think with him being the baby face and then, you know, Triple H still doing top heel shit and then maybe try to build some other people. I don't know, like, give Eddie a shot, you know, heal up test, who knows, but. Why did you just growl? I know, I was trying to figure out what that was all about. Because it's hard to think of people in that scenario because they did have a, a lot of people but in, like in 2002 especially with babyface Austin and then you have Nash and Hogan and all them come in and they're all facing him for the belt yeah money yeah so I, I think that yeah I think the Attitude Era lasts longer and I think ratings don't go down for a while 
I think that was kind of the big move that, you know, kind of fucked them over a little bit. And I and the whole invasion shit, I don't know if that happens either, to be honest. Because then he wouldn't be in that group, and I don't think any of that happens. Clint, do you want to go next, or do you want me to? Just start saying Oh, uh, you can go. All right. I think what happens is Vince comes down to ringside, but then Shane McMahon comes out and beats the crap out of his father. Okay. And then Rock and Austin, uh, Austin hits Rock with the stunner, goes for the cover, but then Shane McMahon pulls the referee out and hits him. And then, as uh, Austin goes after Shane, pulls him in the ring, goes to hit him with the stunner, Booker T comes out and hits Austin with the Harlem sidekick. Then Rock, Rock bottoms, Austin gets the win. Shane hands Rock a WCW t-shirt. And now the WWF champion is with uh, is in uh, WCW, and then Rock comes out the next week, or not the next week, the next night on Raw, and basically says, "I'm WCW now." Booker T hands Rock the WCW title. Rock throws the WWF title in the garbage. Okay. And that's pretty oh, much that restart. You know, a Huh? Well, like, as a, uh, recreating a logic lead from Nitro, does that make a little bit? Yeah, and, but but this is technically the start of the invasion, and it's, you know, WCW is going to be the, the heels in this one. And then as the weeks go by, or and then that night, you know, they do the Rock Austin cage match. Yeah. And uh, Vince McMahon tries to get even, but then more WCW guys come out and attack Austin and McMahon. And then Triple H comes out, and it looks like he's going to help the WWF. And then he attacks Austin and McMahon. Who does? Triple H. So the WCW now has Triple H and The Rock. Okay. Oh wow! Oh wait, I like it's that. Still out injured on this though. Hey, Triple H is injured. Triple H is still out. It's no, still this, out this is injured. the night after WrestleMania 17. Oh. All right, all right, okay. So you're starting the evasion early. Yes. Starting the evasion right there. Shane's already bought the company. Yeah, it could. I mean, it could have happened. Uh. I think it to me. I think it would wield the same results though, because you still got WWE guys representing WCW in an invasion. Just, th- just those two. Yeah. But then, like, you bring in like Booker T, and uh, you pay uh, you pay out uh, right away. Well, this isn't and, what we would do though. This is a what if yeah scenario. Uh, do you think that they would do that? Yeah. If they really wanted to make it work, yeah. I don't think Vince really wanted to make it work. Didn't seem like it. Clintus, what do you got? All right. So, if Austin did not turn heel, I will say The Rock will definitely have won. To me, I will see I see The Rock winning that match. 
setting up a, a bigger, I think, dramatic rematch for no, it was no, no, what was it? Backlash. Backlash. Okay. <laughs> Starting to uh, backlash. I think we're going to finally get one of those heavy Austin storylines. That's just not like one offs, and you get a break. I think we'll have a storyline headed to either Kano Ring or sometime in the summer where you'll find Austin finally gets his, the belt. Belt back. But yeah, I do not maybe. think. And I don't think, and after that, I don't think we, and then I don't think we get WrestleMania 19 match either. Because that way. You wouldn't get the rest, so you wouldn't get a tiebreaker at WrestleMania ever. I don't think. I don't think there will be. If you look at it, the way how the tiebreaker will work, and the way they're setting it up at, I can see it going out. I don't think they'll probably work that into it and make it feel like it was that important for the Rock to go over. Because when you went to WrestleMania 19, it was that important to the fact that the Rock never beat Austin at WrestleMania. Yeah, he beat him on a couple Raws, a couple SmackDowns, but he never beat him at WrestleMania. That was the high. That was the main point of the uh, WrestleMania 19 win. He finally got the win that he that been haunting him for how many, for how long? And to tell you the truth, WrestleMania 17, the Rock should have won. If it wasn't for Vincent, man, I'm not a big fan of how that match ended anyway. Just him from wailing a rock. He, he he kicked out 50 million stunners, and then he just takes a steal, wailing on him a couple of times, and you penal. I mean, I would have figured out something more just dramatic, just wailing and then pinning him for a title. Yes, yeah. the ending, the handshake was nice, but I, 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 it's just the ending to me that killed it. Well, I think that's why a lot of people see this as like the definitive end to the Attitude Era. Yeah. Especially with him like kind of shaking Vince's hand like that because it's like they were so against each other. That was the rivalry of the Attitude Era, so with that ending. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's go on to the next one. I think all any of those scenarios could have happened. Uh, all right. Ultimate Warriors never fired at SummerSlam '94. '91. Okay. All right. So he's not fired at '94 either. Yeah. Uh. Well, he might still be there by '94 if he doesn't get fired in '91. All right. So the story goes at SummerSlam now. Before SummerSlam 91, Jake the Snake Roberts turns on the Ultimate Warrior. He turns heel. Because mm-hmm. he's doing these vignettes with the Warrior where the Warrior wants to learn how to be evil. Well, the one, the one vignette that they did, Warrior has to open up a casket and Jake locks Warrior in a room. Jake, or Warrior opens up the casket. It's a uh, King Cobra. Cobra bites him in the face. And it turns out Jake the Snake Roberts is actually aligned with The Undertaker. Oh, shit. All right. Now, going to SummerSlam 91, 
Warrior, and Hogan are working Sergeant Slaughter, Colonel Mustafa, and General Adnan with Sid Justice as the referee. Warrior is supposed to work with Jake Roberts afterwards. They're supposed to go around the loop and do this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Warrior felt he was owed some money, and he told Vince, he's like, if you don't pay me $100,000, I'm done. Like, I'm no-showing SummerSlam. So, pay him. They said, all right, come to SummerSlam. So, he goes to SummerSlam, and they pay him. They pay him his money just to get the match in the ring. As Warrior is coming through the curtain chasing Colonel Mustafa, Vince looks at him and says, oh, yeah, by the way, Jim, you're fired. Now... If that did not happen, if Warrior would have just shut the fuck up, we would have gotten the Warrior-Jake program that was starting to build. Yeah. And Macho Man would stay retired. He wouldn't have to get back in the ring. Yeah. Because then what ended up happening was it was the original plan was, even though uh, Hogan was working was working Undertaker was uh, Hogan and Justice were actually going to start doing, because Randy did not want to get back in the ring, because Randy was trying to save his marriage to Elizabeth. Yeah. Which is why they did the the in-ring marriage at SummerSlam 91. So they were going to start doing uh, tag matches with Hogan and Sid working Jake and the Undertaker. Okay. But then in October of 91... Sid tears his fucking bicep. Uh, So, if Warrior would not have been fired, we would start, we would be getting uh, Hogan and Warrior versus Undertaker and Jake at the houses. Mm -hmm. And then at the houses that Hogan didn't want to work, Sid would be Warrior's partner. I know main event anywhere in the country, be the best work matches on the card. (sighs) You know, up there with Berserker and Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, but we would be getting that, and then what would happen is we would get the main event of SummerSlam would be Warrior, Bossman, uh, Warrior, Bossman, and the Legion of Doom versus uh, IRS, Jake the Snake Roberts, and the Natural Disasters. And then... Warrior and then Randy Savage would just be at home with, with Elizabeth. They probably he probably would have you know knocked her up, which is what they wanted to do. The reason for him retiring was so they could try to have a kid. Yeah. Uh, but they'd have a family. He wouldn't be so fucking paranoid. He would just have to go to his to the TVs and do the commentary until they realized that him and Piper and Vince as a commentary team stuck. So, so you're saying. That if the Ultimate Warrior doesn't get fired, it saves Randy and Elizabeth's marriage. Yes. Okay. Wow. So I like the creativity. Uh, I really don't have anything for this one. Do you two? Yeah, I don't either. I don't no. remember much. Of, no, I know nothing about the time period. <laughs> so there yeah. you go. Um, There's going to be a couple like that. A big job, though. We keep you around for a reason. All right. Now, one that we probably all can comment on. 
What if a young man named John Cena is never born? Whoa. What if Mr. Cena and Mrs. Cena never get together on that fateful night in uh, New England? What, if they, what if they divorce before John is born? Yeah. What if John Cena is never on this planet? Uh, I'll go first because I think the whole ruthless aggression era changes, obviously, in many different ways. I'm yep. going to go a little wacky because I'm going to say that uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that Randy Orton doesn't end up in evolution and instead they groom him for uh, Cena's spot. Instead, they yeah. keep Mark Jindrak in evolution and he becomes a, a young star. And Mark oh. Jindrak and Randy Orton end up main eventing WrestleMania someday. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, probably, I, I think Batista is the biggest star in the business. I think Batista, all the weight, because Batista was so over back then. Randy kind of was too, yeah. but not to the extent. I think Batista probably carries the torch more. And uh, hopefully he doesn't get injured as much. But I, I think the company, you know, it never really it it, it kind of is in the state that it's in now where it doesn't have a big star so it has to keep like reaching for old ones and shit and i think but they i think they would be forced to build like i think paul london would be a bigger deal than he is right i think like people like that like brian kendrick i i think a lot of the talent that they had that really didn't get used because cena was so huge i i think they i think they would probably get pushed to the forefront a little more and I, I think Randy Orton and Batista probably, you know, carried the torch into the new Under match. Under yeah. Yeah. What do you think happens, Eric? I, I think Chris, I think Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero will get the get pushed um, sooner than they did. Maybe a maybe a year sooner. Okay. And maybe they they hold the belt stronger. They push them as a as a veteran as a new like Rock and Austin. Okay, I can see that. Absolutely, oh, uh, Clintus. What do you think would happen? We don't get. I think we'll get the action there a little longer. I think we'll make the ruthless. I think the ruthless aggression never happened. It doesn't take place. I mean, he is the dude that says the words to Kurt. He's the one that said ruthless yeah. aggression. Yeah. I, I I I figured that. I don't think if it wasn't for that one moment. Yeah, I don't think a ruthless aggression never takes place. I think well, I don't think JBL. I think the Acolytes will stay together. JBL never becomes like the major heel, best champion that everybody thought we was we got to see. Okay. Does Edge become a big deal still? I think Edge will still. I don't think I don't think SmackDown will become like the big show that it was. Let's put it that way. Okay. I don't really think I don't I don't see SmackDown becoming like the big star because 
when they SmackDown with John Cena, you had Cena and Eddie Guerrero, that the parking lot brawl. That was awesome. You had the JBL, a great one. His best out of five with Booker T for the U.S. title. I mean, we don't get. Yeah, I would like to add to. We don't get to see. We, we don't get none of these like great matches, and I, I don't think no. We we won't have like a uh, a good freestyle. I don't think, and our troop. I don't think our troop will be will be. I think our troop will become a bigger rapper than John Cena will be if Cena was on the floor. I think our troop will become a bigger rap star than John Cena. That's where I'm going to end it. At. <laughs> What would you want to add, Eric? I think Kurt Angle doesn't leave for TNA. Because I think they would make him the star, too. That's a good one, actually. That's a really good one. What do you think would change, Doug? All right. So I'm going to prove that I'm on more drugs than you are. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So, there was this guy in OVW who, uh, you know, started started his career late, 37 years of age. Uh, you know, started in 1998 and then, you know, got into the WWE developmental system probably around, you know, 99 or so. And was actually a big deal on OVW television. Former police officer, oh one time used to be on American Gladiators. His ring name or his real name is Rico Constantino. Okay? Yeah. And he was a big deal in OVW. I think if there's no John Cena, this guy continues to be a big deal, and they don't bring him in as a stylist for Billy uh, Billy and Chuck. Oh, so you think Rico becomes the John Cena? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh. I I can't even picture that ever happened. (laughs) Yeah. I think they push Rico because he was a big deal in OVW. So I think he becomes the guy because he already had really? national exposure. The guy won American Gladiators, for Christ's sake. He did. Oh, does wow. He stay, uh, does he stay the same character? No, he doesn't, he doesn't become a state. He's more serious. He's, okay. You know, more, you know, you know, white meat baby face uh, than, you know, Gets, uh, but is able to get himself over with the athleticism that he has and his mar- you know, the martial arts background that he has. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of you. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it could have happened. Rico becomes the guy. Okay. Let's move on. For the love of God. <laughs> Uh, this is probably going to be another one that, well, actually, no, this is, actually, yeah, this could be another one that's just, uh, just you. Okay. Actually, no. Sting's the third man. Okay. It's not Hulk Hogan at Bash at the Beach. When the NWO was formed, they go, the original plan was supposed to be Sting. That was Bischoff's original idea. It was? It was the original, well... It was the original idea if Hogan couldn't do it. It, it was 
like they wanted Sting, but they knew Sting wasn't going to do it, so they went to Hogan. Yeah. Like, they wanted him. And uh, they had, and if they weren't going to get Hogan to do it, they were going to force Sting to do it. Now, if you listen to Sting talk, Sting had no clue any of this was going on. Like They just knew he would say no. They knew he would say no, so they were going to tell him at the end, like if they if Bischoff showed up to the to the building that night, because that night Bischoff and Sullivan were staying with Hogan up until it was time for Sullivan to wrestle. Really? Because they they fill, I believe they filmed the the backstage promo that Sullivan and Giant Cup they filmed that the night the day before. Because okay. Sullivan couldn't, because Sullivan had a house in Daytona Beach. Yeah. So they were staying with Hogan, him and Bischoff were, because they didn't want anybody to get to him at the building. But when Sullivan realized that he had to, like Sullivan remembered he had to wrestle, he's like, oh, fuck, I got to get to the building. <laughs> And by the way, also Sullivan was the one that was queuing, that was running the show that day. Yeah. So uh, basically, it was Tony Schiavone and uh, Dusty Rhodes in, in charge. So you know, you knew they were pretty fucked. Uh, all right. So, but it was like they wanted again. They wanted it to be Sting, but they knew he was going to say no. So they had planned on it being Hogan. But if Hogan said no, Sting was basically going to get told, you're going to do this, you're going to shut the fuck up, and it's going to work. Yeah. All right. Again, Sting, now, Sting had no clue, apparently. According to him, he's like, nobody ever said a fucking thing to me. Now, if you read Bischoff's book, Sting knew. If you listen to Nash, if you listen to the first version Nash told the story, Sting knew. But then Sting and all both of them, like, oh, yeah, no, Sting was going to get told, you know, you know, at the curtain. So, I think, I think WCW never starts competing with the WWF. If it's Sting? Yeah. I think that it's, it gets written off as another wrestling angle. I think it lasts four or five months, and then I think it withers away. I, I don't think it would have... It needed to be Hulk. It needed to be the guy that's the biggest name in all of wrestling. And it didn't matter that he was getting booed at the time. And didn't matter that people probably liked Sting more. For the way the NWO took over the fucking world, it's not going to take over the world if it's Sting. It just won't. Because then what no. are you going to do? You're going to have Hogan fight them, and it just feels like another tired old, like just like him fighting the Legion of Doom pretty much. You know, so yep. it just I don't I don't think it works. I really don't. I and I've I've been saying that. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do this list because I think that because people have theorized that I don't think it would work. It, it might have had a little steam I, for a little bit, but I I think it fizzles away. Sting goes back to being a baby face, never does the crow shit, and Hall and Nash just stayed doing a tag team deal. I agree with you a hundred percent. So does Clintus want to go next, or you want me to? Oh, I don't know. All right. So here's the the way it uh, here's the way I I think it would have went because Sting, it the little kids would have been more affected 
if Sting if Sting turned. Yeah. Okay. So the deal where Luger gets hurt in the beginning of the match because Sting hits that stinger splash on Nash. All right, Luger gets taken out. It's Hall and Nash versus Sting and Macho. <laughs> Savage is the one doing the selling, not Sting. Savage goes for the tag. Sting, you know, uh, Sting, you know, cracks him. All right, we get the heel turn, right? And then, but yep. no Hogan showing up. Yeah. Okay. The next night on Nitro, Macho Man comes out and says, Sting, what the hell were you thinking? And then and then that's when Hogan shows up. And Hogan and Sting are doing a promo. And they get jumped by the NWO. And Sting's the one that challenges the Giant at, uh, at Road Wild for the belt. And Sting wins the belt. All right. And Hall and Nash beat... Uh, Hogan and Savage. Then, but it's not Hall and Nash that helps Sting win the title. Instead, it's another defector from the WWF. Ooh. Bret Hart. Okay. Okay. Because Bret was talking to WCW at the time. Yeah. So Bret makes the jump early. And then, instead of, you know, when the Giant jumped ship to WCW... We got, uh, you know, it was supposed to be Davy Boy Smith. So I think if Brett and Sting are in the NWO, Davy Boy Smith says "fuck you, Vince," and he goes over. Yeah. And that is your core group. I don't think they add anybody else for a while. And then what happens is, is you know, Sting works and beats Hogan and sends Ho- and basically. Sends Hogan out for a while, then sends Savage, you know, works with Savage, sends Savage out for a while, and then they start building, and this is where you're going to start thinking I'm on drugs again. But Bischoff had actually talked about how it was a mistake to bring this person into the NWO, even though it worked. He, this per, he said this person should have been a babyface fighting the NWO. Ooh. I don't think Mark Bagwell becomes buff. Really? I think because Marcus Bagwell was mentored by Sting, Marcus Bagwell is the big baby face that they're going to push to try to uh, take the title from Sting. Okay. I can see that. Okay. But what that also happens is, because Bischoff even said that he would have rather had Riggs in the NWO. Oh, Jesus Christ. To put Scotty in? So you... Put Scotty in, but Scotty's the one doing all the jobs for the group, and then they get rid of him. Yeah. Okay? So, but all this leads, Sting going into the NWO leads to Sting versus Buff Bagwell at, like, Super Brawl. Bagwell wins the World War III, gets the Super Brawl, and then... Also along those lines, just trying to figure out where Lex Luger's loyalties lie, right? Yeah. Right? Sting is able to beat Bagwell because of the NWO, but then Luger starts gaining steam, and by uh, Great American Bash that year, Luger 
Rack Sting wins the title and the end and you know basic not necessarily puts an end to the NWO. Yeah. But puts an end to Sting being in the NWO and then Hall and Nash turn on Sting the following night. Okay. And that's when Hogan gets in. Okay. Because so that's Hogan's when Hogan makes his return. So Hogan still ends up in there, but it takes longer to get there. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I interesting. Could, that's interesting. Most of that. Uh, I just I don't think it I don't think the angle works because I and if it does and like what you just described I think at that point the NWO is just a heel group I like even what you just said they're not the cool heels like they are like Sting's. And I like Sting. I love him. I think he's great. But Sting is a corny human being. Have you ever listened to him talk? Have you ever seen a promo? Have you, besides just being the cool, the only cool thing about Sting is when he's doing the crow shit and he's silent. But when Sting's like speaking, he's kind of a cornball. Yeah. And I love him, but he's just like, he talks like a 90s guy. Like he just, he always had that surfer dude. The way he talked, it's just like, <clears throat> I don't see, <clears throat> I don't see him making the NWO, this cool heel faction that Hulk did. I don't see Sting coming out with Bischoff playing the air guitar. I, I don't see that shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see Sting fucking spray painting people's backs and like, it just doesn't make sense for me. I, I don't think Sting would be a good heel, is what I'm really saying. Well, that's why they eventually do get to Hogan, okay. in, in my scenario. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just talking about it as a whole, not yeah. just... I think your shit's a good idea, but I don't know if it would. I don't think the NWO would work without Hogan. I think you needed that. I don't think. I don't think it takes over the world the way that it the did. The only other way it would have worked without Hogan is if it would have been Brett. Even then him, you, though, because then you have three guys from the competition. You do, but Brett's not that cool heel either. You need someone kind of slick. Like, Hogan was corny in his own right, but when he became NWO Hollywood Hogan, there was something about him where you just kind of wanted to be around him. Well, what about Savage? Uh, being the Savage is the one I could most see. I don't see Bret Hart because How about Luger? Luger, I think Luger was meant to fight the NWO. I think he should stay in the same role, okay. no matter what. Yeah, so you're saying that if it wasn't going to be Hogan, it should have been Savage. Yeah. But yeah. even I, I'm saying I don't think it goes as far with anybody as it did with Hogan. I, I don't think I like, and I think if they do it with Sting, it's a heel group. Just like I mean, the only way they can be cool heel is if it's Savage, because I think Savage could make that work. Because yeah. he did when he joined. But anybody else, I think it's just a heel group. It has like a six, eight month run, and then it's over. I don't think it like spans. Yeah, NWO spanned. So you don't think a main event run from main event would, have, uh, would have done wonders for the company? <laughs> I, I mean, I I would have watched it. Like, if you were booking that and that was the way it was booked, it would have been cool. Because, honest to God, when they, they did an episode on Buff Bagwell, which Buff also was interviewed on this episode of 83 Weeks, Bischoff said that even though Bagwell worked for the NWO, he regrets putting Bagwell in the NWO because he felt like Bagwell could have fought them. Yeah. And he said Riggs should have been the heel. Yeah. Because 
you know, Bagwell could have been that flag bearer for the group. Just like he, Bischoff regrets to this day putting the Giant in the NWO. Uh, That first time around in September of 96, he said it didn't work. He said it was a last-minute thing that he unfortunately didn't have time to think about. Had he did, he would have realized it was a bad idea. I thought it worked to an extent. And I thought, I mean, Buff was a cool heel, though. I don't know if Buff's as cool as a babyface. And that's the thing. Like, listening to Bischoff talk about this, I and I love Eric Bischoff. I think that his podcast with the Conrad podcast with him is actually the best out of the, you know, 75 that Conrad does. Yeah, me too. But yeah, it is. I could not disagree with Bischoff more on this one because Bagwell needed to be a heel. Cause that's what made him. That's what made it work. Yeah. All right. Did anyone else have anything for that one? Well, no. I got some. We got some. All right. So I'll say if Hogan never wasn't the guy to turn, I think Randy would be. I think when they took out Les Booger, I mean, um, took out, it would have been a, a normal tag team match. Still under the six man, wondering who's the third man going to be. I figure Randy will turn. I will turn on Lex, knocking him out, allowing Nash or or Scott to get the pen, and celebrating, revealing that he is the third member of it, leading to Hogan becoming an antagonist. The, the, big, the, the real big fan favorite that everybody wanted him to be, be back in WWE and WCW and leading the war against the NWO and Randy Savage and the NWO. Could it work? Yeah, I can see that. That scenario makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. Vince never buys WCW. All right. Well, Eric should probably start this one because he. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Okay. So Vince never buys WCW. And WCW was never sold. Would I mean they sell it? Some other company sell it to somebody else. I yeah. think they might actually still be around. And they become. I don't think they're, they're teenage. Maybe, maybe they sell it to the Jarrett's. And that becomes a teen. And that becomes a teenage. And and they stay on TNT. There's no AEW, obviously. So they stay on TNT. And I think they would still be around today. I think, I mean, you would have some of the stars that AEW had in WCW. Yeah, for sure. I think you're right. I mean, 
To an extent, I mean, to me, the most likely thing that would have happened, I think Bischoff would have bought the company with his investors that he had lined up. Yeah. Because he was getting ready to do that, and then it kind of happened under his nose that Vince bought it. So I think Bischoff probably would have bought him it. Him and, uh, Paul Heyman could buy it together. Bischoff and Heyman together? Yeah. I don't think there's any way on earth that that would happen. Don't like each other? No. They... Eric Bischoff was like the Adolf Hitler for ECW. Yeah. At least that's how Paul Heyman, like he would like have them in the locker room just giving speeches about how much he hates Eric Bischoff. Really? And like they didn't, because Paul Heyman's thing was always, we're the underdog, it's us against them. And he would talk a little shit about WWE, but he fucking hated WCW. Oh, yeah. Wow. And and by the way, it, Bischoff. It wasn't WWE that uh, wasn't that WWE bought WCW under Bischoff's nose. It was this guy Jamie Kellner who was basically put in charge of all of Turner's programming. He didn't want wrestling on the Turner networks anymore because the deal was Bischoff was going to keep wrestling on the Turner networks until he can find a new home for him. Yeah. Jamie Kellner says, fuck you. They're off the networks. Goodbye. Uh, like, if you want the, uh, if you want the uh, media rights to the yeah. company, you're not getting them. You can have everything else, but we're not giving you the media rights because you're not, uh, wrestling is dead as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So he's the one that pretty much uh, kibosh Bischoff doing, uh, you know, buying the company because Bischoff had nowhere else to air. He could have. You don't think you could find somewhere though? No, I think he could, but I, I think it was just he was hoping that WCW would stay with on the Turner Networks until he could find something. Yeah. Which kind of brings it to my scenario. Of, I think Bischoff partners because there was also there was this uh, federation that Jimmy Hart and Greg Valentine and Nasty Boy Brian Nobbs were starting called the XWF, and uh, they were starting to going and they had a lot of the old WCW people on there uh, working and uh, Sable and Roddy Piper were co-commissioners. Really? Yeah. I think Bischoff partners with them really and I think they end up because USA Network is salty at WWE for going to Viacom so I think WCW ends up on USA and ends up with all the NBC on all the NBC networks oh wow yeah and are they still around today uh I think I would say that uh, basically TNA just kind of gets absolved into them. Like Jeff Jarrett kind of takes over because Greg Valentine, they realize Greg Valentine doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, so the Jarrett's kind of take over. Uh, I don't know if they'd be or if they would be big today, but they would probably be the number three like Impact is. 
Okay. So there would still be an AEW. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't okay. think AEW or TNA or any of that exists. I think Bischoff buys the company. I think he takes it to a new network. And honestly, that's when you start seeing TNA. Like, AJ Styles was already there. Mm-hmm. He was in that stupid Cruiserweight Tag Team uh, tournament thing. So a- AJ was already there. And you had quite a few people that were – like, Christopher Daniels was on TV for WCW already. Yeah. You had some of these guys. So I, I – I, And a lot of the TNA guys, by the way, too, were being trained in the WCW power plant. Exactly. So what I think you see is yep. a lot of early TNA is just under the WCW banner. But since it doesn't have Turner's money – it's basically still the same product. Yeah. It just says WCW instead of TNA. And I think it is a far down second. And I don't think it, it, it gets there. At least not right away. I don't think it's a direct competitor with WWE or anything right. for a while. Uh, eventually, they might build it up with the right stars because they have a little more money than TNA. So maybe they can propel AJ to be like the face of wrestling or with his cool moves or something. Uh, but who knows? But I, I just think that WWE keeps reigning supreme. I think we don't get that shitty invasion angle, which is awesome. And uh, I think WWE stays number one for a very long time because they have that competitor that they always have to constantly beat. And when they don't have that, yeah. they suck. So, so here, here's a question for you. Do you think that you will ever go three hours then afterwards? Uh, it depends. I maybe not, and I I think we might we might never get the PG era too. I think Vince might yeah. stay edgy. Yeah, probably. But I, I, for sure, I think I think that WWE. You know, I think it stays top of the ratings for a very long... I, I think wrestling doesn't go as downhill as it started to in the Ruthless Aggression era. I think ratings stay up for a while. At least on WWE's end. Right. I don't think they ever really drop the ball. I don't think we get Triple H's reign of terror. I think a lot of things change, actually. No, All right, we're just... Hard, do no, um, Dixie Carter didn't take over. Who? Dixie? Dixie didn't... Dixie didn't... The Carter didn't buy... Uh, from the Jarrett's. Maybe. All right. You ready? Yeah. Last one. Yeah. Oh, so we're, we're only going to do five? Yeah. Okay. We'll do a part two eventually. All right. This is the last one we're doing. It's the one we could all comment on. Uh, a pretty big one. What if CM Punk never leaves in 2014? What if he never walks out after the night after the Royal Rumble? We don't get the yes movement. So you think Daniel Bryan never gets pushed? Yeah, because the exact plan was, and this is the way they had it set up. Punk was going to work Triple H at WrestleMania and win. Correct. All right. Batista was going to do, was going to beat Randy Orton. And they were going to build to Batista and Punk at SummerSlam. With Punk winning the WWE World Heavyweight title. 
Uh, but, you know, CM Punk and, you know, Punk would have been fine. He would have gotten the belt. Uh, probably, I, I would say probably do some feuding with, uh, you know, with with a Brock Lesnar, with uh, with the Shield. Because to be honest with you, I don't think the Shield breaks up yet. You don't think so? No. Because there's no reason to there's no reason to break them. If that if that whiny little bitch stays, there's no reason to try to push Rollins or Rollins, Reigns, or Ambrose unless uh, uh, or try to push any of them as baby faces. Keep them as heels so punk is so and feed them the punk so punk, you know, has strong title defenses. Yeah. But if he, you know, uh untwists his panties and stays, <laughs> then you don't need to fucking uh you don't need to, you know, turn the shield baby face and you don't need Rollins to turn on them. You have Batista, you have Orton. Like I said, you have the shield, you have Del Rio if he doesn't slap that one uh, media consultant uh, that was being racist towards Del Rio, but then when they went to yell at him, he's like, if Del Rio doesn't get fired, I'm suing the company. Uh, but uh, who said if Del Rio doesn't get fired? This guy that uh, he made a racist remark towards Alberto Del Rio Backstage at a SmackDown taping, Alberto didn't like it, so Alberto smacked the shit out of him. Oh, I remember that. And Triple H was gonna was gonna yell at this guy and be like, "You can't be racist." He goes, "I can be whatever I want because if you don't fire him, I'm suing you." So this guy got his way until Del, Del Rio came back. But uh, but you you will have all these guys for Punk to work with. And to be honest with you, I don't think Daniel Bryan sticks around. I think he goes back to Ring of Honor. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'd go on the different end of that. I think that Daniel Bryan sticks around and him and Punk continue to have a a feud. Kind of like they did a couple years before that. Because Punk's going to fight for those guys. First of all, I think eventually we get Chris Hero in the shield. Because now I'm just saying that Punk keeps getting his way because that's how they keep him happy. So we get Chris Hero as the fourth member of the shield. He shows up. Uh, they pick him up from a buffet. Yeah. And uh, with, with a crane because he's probably like fucking huge by this point. And I, I love Cassius. I'm just playing around. But they he becomes the fourth member of the shield. They do some stuff. I think Punk and Brian end up getting into a rivalry, but Brian never really, because let's remember the Yes Movement was already kind of starting before Punk left. People were already really into this guy. People wanted him to win that Rumble. People weren't outraged that Punk didn't win the Rumble. They were outraged that Brian didn't win the Rumble. People were already starting to feel that Brian was more of the guy than Punk was at that point. Right, and that's what people were pissed at when when Daniel Bryan got eliminated. You, you were there, both of you, weren't they? In 2015, mm-hmm. I was. Okay, <laughs> screaming, pissed. When Batista won, right? No, Batista won in 2014. Yeah. 
the rumble that uh, that uh, these two yahoos were at was the one in 2015 that Reigns won. Reigns won in 2015. Yeah, that's how long we've dealt with yes. this fucking asshole. Yeah, Jesus Christ, he just got good. No, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> disrespect. I'm just kidding. I love Roman. Yeah, but also, Clintus, you're sticking up for him now. But remember, in 2015, you were one of the people that actually <laughs> tried to kill him. Yeah, that's different though. I, mean, I got tired <laughs> of seeing. I, I finally got to see the Roman that everybody wanted him to be. We, yeah. I remember yeah, when he won the Rumble, we booed him out of that stadium. The Network censored us to change the uh, of care, which made everybody <laughs> upset because we booed him out of that arena. It was nothing but booze. Yes, we did, but <laughs> but I don't think that the Brian stuff doesn't. I don't. I don't think Brian leaves. I think Brian stays. Maybe we don't get the the whole yes movement. But I do think we still get Daniel Bryan, and I think I do honestly. I think we get a lot of that stuff because now you have Punk in there telling them too, like we have to do this, we have to do this. Well, I, I kind of I think the only thing that keeps him in WWE at the time is if Bree threatens to not marry him because WWE is her meal ticket. Yeah. Okay. WWE is her company now. It has a lot to do with that. You know. Wicked Witch of the West sister she has, but uh, hey, hey, I, hey, 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 respect, respect. Uh, I show enough uh, respect to strippers at the strip club. Uh, no, but um, like, I know you don't, you're cheap. <laughs> not the same, uh, but anyway. <laughs> Um, but no, I think that, you know, if Bree were to tell Daniel, it's like, look, if you leave, I'm not going to marry you. Then that would probably. <laughs> I disagree. No. I don't think he leaves. I don't no. think Brian leaves. No. Why, why would, I, I don't think that the punk tip fucks him up because punk like has gone on record and Brian has gone on record. Both the punk was all for that. I don't think punk doesn't want him to not succeed. Yes, he bitches about main event, main event, main event. I think Punk gets the main event that year. I think Punk gets the main event, and I think it ends up being uh, either a triple threat or a fatal four-way. But I, I'd say the triple threat would probably be Punk, what's his name, and what's his name, uh, Randy and Batista. And, and Punk wins the title. But then instead, I think you build and then you build towards Brian and Punk. I don't think Brian leaves. I, I think Brian and, – and I think it's still – a pretty big. Mo- I don't. I agree with you. I don't think it's as big, but I, I do think that it is a movement still, and I think it's one of the last big things that they do still. But I think Punk's there. Punk finally gets his main event, and Punk's kind of a part of it. And then Punk maybe starts doing heel shit against Brian too. Right. I could see something like that. Uh, what would you think would happen, Clara? All right. If Punk never left, it's interesting because it's a lot of ways you can go. I think, A, one of the things, I think Punk finally gets a WrestleMania that he wants. I mean, WrestleMania main event. The following year. I think the following year, he'll finally win, win the Rumble. Still main event WrestleMania, and I think it will probably be against Daniel Bryan. 
think Daniel Bryan will, will, will find a way. We will still have a yes movement. The shield will still be the shield. Right. But in a way, but in a, a way, I think Paul, I think Daniel Bryan will probably win the championship around. I think I give it um, probably in the middle. I think Unforgiven and No Mercy, No Mercy, whatever it was, around that time period, he wins the title. Then he holds it to WrestleMania. Punk's on the the best of the world, wanting to redo his 400 and 35 days as champion and try to break his record. I think, but with Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan goes on to say that he's now the best. He's going to be, be he's the best technical wrestler. He's beating people, Roman, Triple H, um, Roman, Sheamus, anybody put him around, I think Brian taps him out. <laughs> I think Brian becomes a big yes movement, but winds up turning on the fans to the point that we hate him. Almost like the two um, WrestleMania 35 heel is Daniel Bryan, the environmental champion, I can all say. <laughs> <laughs> and CM Punk, the superhero, the anti, the voice of the voiceless, the anti-hero comes in to save us from him at WrestleMania the following year, and that's when we get it. Okay. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. I can see it all. All right, Eric, finish this off here. What would happen if your boy CM Punk never left? And I'm a, I'm a big fan of both Brian and, and Punk, more Brian, but I would have Brian win the Rumble. I would have a fatal four-way. I would have Brian win the title, hold it for a year. Punk wins the Rumble the following year, and we fi- we finally get Brian and Punk in the main event in 2016 for the title, and Punk wins at the main event, holds it for holds it for about a year when he loses to Reigns, and then then it starts to rain. Reign of Terror. Really? Yeah. And Punk is still Punk is still around, but he, he's like the veteran. He's like the um, he puts guys over like he was starting to do in AEW. He does that shit. And then he probably went. He probably sees the AJ Styles when he comes in. He's of Cena. He's of Ryan again. Continues that rivalry with Ryan, even rivalry with uh, AJ Styles. And maybe even his own faction again. I could see that. I would like that, actually. It sounds pretty good. All right. Thanks, guys. That's it. So, this is a good episode. Yeah, and we are going to do a part two at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We will definitely. do a part two. We were just we were just running low uh, running low on time because you know SmackDown starts in what like fifteen minutes or something like that. Yeah, and I think yes. we we got a good amount out there. 
you yeah. know, so I, I don't think we need to sit here for two more hours and do 10. No, I agree with that. Yeah. But, uh, I thought, I thought it was a really good show. Good content. I, I liked, uh, I liked a lot of your guys' scenarios and I think a lot of those probably could have happened. So why don't you do the plugs and we'll get out of here. All right. Make sure you listen to Boxman and Smart, the wrestling outlet. Uh, it's been about it's been about three weeks. The so boxman's not on my shit list anymore. Although he should have still debated for the Drew Carey show. Uh, but uh, so listen to them Wednesday nights, ten fifteen, ten twenty Eastern time on YouTube. Uh, Hollywood Hangout doesn't exist anymore, so don't listen to that. Uh, listen to us six thirty p.m. Eastern time every Friday night for the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Next Friday night, we're going to talk Super Brawl 8. Uh, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time for Unscripted Unlimited. Uh, we're going to be doing a tier list of NFL running backs and wide receivers. Uh, Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern time or in that area. We're doing the nanny and not Fran, baby. Oh. There's a horror movie called The Nanny? There is. Yes, it is. And we're gonna do it. We're gonna do the it. first right. one. The first one, yeah. You mean there's more than one? I guess so. Uh, and then Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, the boys are back for the web cave. Uh, we had a hell of a return last week, and we're gonna be doing more. What are we doing? We're talking about. Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Forever. So yeah. make sure to check that out. Uh, now, are you, are you guys doing a web, or not a web kit, are you guys doing a hard hit next week to review the Super Bowl? Uh, it depends. What, yeah. I'm not going to say why, <laughs> but it depends. Um, So if the Eagles oh, win, no. that's just going to be a hard hit. If the Eagles lose, then the show gets canceled forever. No. <laughs> Not awful. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll update people. We can't right. have to talk. Okay. Uh, all right. So also, check out our buddy Sean, Elite Diplodoc, on YouTube and Twitch. And also, you can check Daniel and I out May the 13th in uh, the uh, Lehigh Valley, the Allentown area, for the uh, Lehigh Valley uh, Toy Comic and Card Show. We're going to be out there. We're going to be selling toys. When is that? May 13th. Okay. Uh, Sharon's looking at me like, wait a minute, you guys are doing a show? No, I knew that. Uh. But, uh, yeah, so that'll be May 13th. Uh, The official town is called Palmer, Pennsylvania. But there's going to be some comic book artists out there. Manu, who used to wrestle in the WWE, he's going to be there. Uh, Steve Baker, former New York Giant, he's going to be there. Uh, Wow. And uh, the boys from the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast will be there. Eric won't. Eric will be in Europe. Uh, <laughs> yes, I will be. 
Yeah. Uh, hey, but, Eric, will your parents adopt me? Sure. Okay, good. I want to go to Europe, too. We know you'd much rather be at the toy convention with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus, you know, if you ended up in Europe, somehow mom would be there with you. No, she wouldn't. Uh, Not if I was adopted by another family. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, but before we get into too much hot water with the women folk in our family. Well, another one, if your teeth wouldn't be as nice. <laughs> British people have bad teeth. I said it. All right. Uh, I anyway. think uh, that just about does it. So let's get out of here before we. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm your basic average girl. And I'm here to save the world. You can't stop me because I'm kidding.